Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler communications. Day. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back, MD Nation, to this Saturday night edition of the MD's DFS Contest and Lock Bets for Week 3. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhower. We're getting ready to go over our Draft King lineup cards for the free MD's DFS Contest, as it is every single week. And Chris, I'm going to announce the winner right off the bat, because the same winner from Week 1 Miss Emily MCAT wins again, so she really ups her chances to win that championshipfootballs.com prize at the end of this month, which is one more week to more you need even to be eligible to have your name picked out of a hat. And she got another free week of easy sports betting data from Mr. Chaz Flarty, who will be on the show like he always is later on today in the last half hour of this show. First off, Chris, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good. Excited to talk about some football. Excited for Emily. Two weeks in a row, and she's going to get some more free information to make some money. Very good deal. And she says she actually had a very successful weekend with the Easy Sports betting data as well. She did cash in quite a few tickets, so we'll make sure we tell Chaz that and bring that back up again. But that just another testimony as to that data working, and we'll have Chaz work, work through all of that with you guys later on today. Uh, as always, we go through our DraftKings lineup cards our values, our plays, tournament style mostly, how we're going to hit the big bucks. A lot of injury news this week, though. A lot of things kind of up in the air heading into Sunday. A lot of game time decisions that will you know, affect not just the players hurt, but everybody else around them as well. So I'm going to give us a little caveat here today, Chris. We're going to give our lineup cards, but we're going to give ourselves a little out in case drastic things change, because drastic things might change between now and tomorrow. We can do a little bit of tweaking. Usually, whenever we come out here and we say what our lineups are, we set it, forget it, because that's all the whole part of us as the experts giving you, the fans, the advantage over us, because you know exactly what our lineups are going to be. But this week, it's so crazy that we can do a little tweaking here or there. I'm going to give us, I'm going to give us that out. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and get into your lineup card to go ahead and kick things off? Yeah, I mean, I think you're up at a great point. And it's something I think that people should keep in mind, especially when they're setting their lineups. I try to avoid some situations where I had some questions about who's playing or who's not playing and try to target guys more specifically where I knew there's guys out or guys in that kind of replace these different players so that way I can make my you know my lineup accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. So I, one of the guys I'm not worried about playing tomorrow uh, is Russell Wilson. That's where I have a quarterback, $7,600. Not bad value. I have little Kyler Burry has a great matchup, a little too rich for my blood. Some other guys, Lamar has, you know, a little rich for my blood as well against Detroit. So I went with Wilson versus the Vikings. Um, the Vikings secondary has been atrocious this entire season. We just saw Kyler Murray have a fantastic fantasy game last week, based, you know, NFL game as well. Um, and the Vikings have been giving up points and, you know, hemorrhaging points basically, particularly in the passing game where their corners can't cover anybody. So me, I love my Rose Cook, $7,600. I think the big game for DK, big game for T, uh, TY, Tyler, I'm sorry, not TY. Um, but I think it's going to be really exciting to see this you know, the offense kind of go up and down the field tomorrow. 
yeah, this should be a shootout game between Minnesota and Seattle. So far, Minnesota's been nothing but shootouts to begin with anyway, and I don't see why this game would be any different between two high-powered offenses and two mediocre to bad defenses. Anthony Barr is going to miss again. So once again, the Minnesota Vikings will not have a pass rush. Russell Wilson's my third quarterback coming into this week. And of course, he's got tremendous upside. I also think D going to be the week he gets going too. So some, some more big explosive plays from another one of his wide receivers. But I expect a back and forth in this game. This game and the Chargers game should be, Chargers Kansas City game that is, should be the two top scoring games of the week in my opinion. So I like where you're going there. Yeah, so then I have a running back position. You kind of talked about the other high scoring game. So I'm with Austin Eckler as my running back. Um, $7,200 to me is one of the better values. The guy who's involved in the passing game, involved in the rush, you know, running the ball. We are happy to see him kind of get back on track last week with all those receptions. And versus the Chiefs, the defense is basically even Swiss cheese this entire season and hemorrhaging points left and right to the running back position. I think this is a great matchup and also an opportunity for Eckler to have a big game. Well, and we saw Austin Eckler get back to nine targets last week. Everybody's like, oh, where was the targets week one? Got him right back. There's no reason why you would think in this game he wouldn't get a ton of targets. And to top it all off, I actually talked about this on the show, I believe, on Thursday. He has been getting the full workload. He's not getting taken out in the red zone. He's not losing. So if you combine the fact that he might actually be in there for some red zone carries with his passing production in a PPR format that DraftKings is, yeah, 100%. He's he's on, I'm just a spoiler, he's on my board too at $7,200 because he is such a great value. And he's a nice pivot play off of Derrick Henry, who even though he's the top price back, is probably going to be a very common play this week, given the performance he had last week. So it's a nice common, a nice little pivot play for me, I think, going with Austin Eckler, who's just $1,400, I believe, cheaper on DraftKings. Yeah, I think that's the key to me as well. When you're trying to build your roster, sometimes you want to figure out where can you kind of be cheaper and maybe get equal, if not better, production. To me, Eckler is kind of what you're talking about. Henry's already going to jump on that. You want to have a contrarian play in some senses. But you also want a guy that you're not worried about having, you know, a, a limitless floor, or a bottomless floor, I should say. This guy should have an easy floor and a good ceiling. So I, I'm excited to buy him. Yeah, 100. Other, my other running back, um, I went with Kenyon Drake versus Miami. Basically, we know that Jacobs isn't going to play, isn't going to play tomorrow. Um, and I think that when you look at this matchup, you kind of revenge factor of Drake kind of going back to Miami. Um, he was featured heavily in the passing game this entire season, and specifically last week. Peyton Barber is going to steal the carries. I'm not really worried about that. I don't think it's going to be a game where they're necessarily trying to you know, ride Peyton Barber. I think Drake's going to be involved heavily in the type of the PPR format. For me, I'm looking for a guy who's going to have a lot of receptions out of the backfield and potentially have some big plays. So I'm going with Drake at $5,500. I like the value. I like the matchup. Yeah, I, look, you're looking for cheap reception points. I. I don't think Drake has the upside anymore. Uh, given that Peyton Barber is just going to get double-digit carries and take that load away from him that he should have with Josh Jacobs out, why they paid him the amount of money they did just to have him only be a third down back no matter what the situation is in front of him, I don't know. I just don't think he has the upside. At $5,500, there's a couple of running backs out there I think might have had better value. So I don't know if I'm with you on this one. Well, see, my difference that I'm looking at right now is that for Drake – you have a matchup where you're going to see them try to take away Waller's a lot of talk about them putting Howard on Waller, try to take him out. You have two of the better corners and second you know, tandems in the NFL as it is. So it's going to be hard for the Raiders to kind of attack the outside. And if they're putting Howard on Waller, it's going to be interesting to see how heavily he can be involved, which leaves Drake. And while he might be splitting some of the carries with Barber, he did play the majority of the playing time last week. Uh, Barber was utilized when he was in the game as just basically that plowing, running between tackles guy. Drake did play in multiple downs. He didn't just play the third down role. He played in all the different downs. He played a higher percentage by far than Barber. So for me, I'm looking at not in the red zone. Not in the red zone. You're absolutely right. Um, But I think this is a game where you're going to see him heavily featured in the passing game because it's going to be easier for check down. I think he's going to have a volume there. He might not be able to score multiple touchdowns, but I think he's going to score at least a touchdown. And all the receptions, I think it's going to add up for me. The other thing I'd be a little bit worried about when it comes to that game and for Kenyon Drake in particular is that with Jacoby Brissett now playing and the Raiders defense looking better than we thought they would be, uh, I don't know how much the Raiders are going to have to put up a ton of points. I don't know how much they're going to have to move the ball. I don't know if there's going to be that big urgency. So that's the other thing I would kind of worry about there with Kenyon Drake. Well, I will say that he was, I think he was in the top 15 in scoring last week. 
and they played a, t- a similar team when they played Pittsburgh, where it wasn't needed to be a high-scoring game necessarily to win that game. He's still very effective. Yeah, because of the receptions he had. I'd have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure he was not inside the top 15 last week. Good uh, For PPR? Full PPR leagues? Go ahead. Uh, continue on your lineup. I don't think he was, but go, go ahead. Continue okay. your lineup. Um, so then my other receiver is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was $6,800. Um, you're not going to find a guy who averages 33 points in DFS for $6,800 very often. Great, a fantastic matchup versus Tampa. Their corner situation is atrocious at best right now. They're super banged up, particularly in the slot. Um, so I think Cooper Cup's going to continue to have his nice run versus the Tampa Bay defense. And like I said, it's very you can find a guy who averages 33 points for $6,800. Yeah, I, look. Until Cooper Cup cools off, you have to just it's like it's like riding the crap table. You gotta ride the hot hand. And he's not cooling off anytime soon. You're going up against Tampa Bay. This game, we talked about this. This could have a wide range of outcomes where it might be a defensive game or it has the capabilities of being another shootout game, potentially. Either way, you could throw on Tampa Bay. That's been proven so far this season. And while I think Robert Woods might be a little bit more involved in this game finally than he has in the first two weeks. Uh, that doesn't mean Cooper Cup can't go off for 100 yards and seven catches and a touchdown, even with Woods getting his share because they both get a high amount of share to begin with. And top it all off, they're going to have to throw the ball to move the ball. I mean, Tony Michelle, it, whether it's Darren Henderson or Tony Michelle out there tomorrow, you don't run the ball in Tampa Bay regardless of who you are. We saw that with the Dallas game. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be tons of value there. Definitely love Cooper Cup at $6,800. Couldn't quite squeeze him into my lineup, but definitely one of the guys I was trying to to begin with. Yeah, I think, like I said, he's one of the higher ceiling guys that you have right now, particularly versus that Tampa Bay defense. We saw Amari Cooper do week one, C.D. Lamb. Um, I think you can actually have an opportunity for this guy really to go crazy. So then I look at Jamar Chase as my other receiver. You know, T. Higgins is going to play tomorrow. Um, you expect Chase to kind of continue to be involved. We saw Henry Ruggs have a huge game versus the Raiders last week with his touchdown with 117 yards, kind of quote-unquote breakout game. I think you can attack their secondary. There's going to be no T.J. Watt either, so there's not the pass rush necessarily is worried about. So Jamar Chase, $5,400 is the guy I'm riding with by the receiver position. Love it with T. Higgins out. Uh, the one thing you do with the Steelers, I, I got to get some news on Joe Hayden. I'm not – do you know if he's playing or not? I don't know if he's playing or not. I don't. I haven't heard he practiced at all this week, so I was believing – No, I didn't hear that either, but I hadn't heard an, an outing yet on him uh, at all to this point. Yeah, I mean, look, the one way you move the ball against the Steelers, too, is kind of similar to Tampa Bay. You have to spread them out and throw it around. T. Higgins is going to be out. That just consolidates the target share to Jamar Chase, to Tyler Boyd. We've already seen him be able to get deep. The other thing going forward, that matchup, too, and really going for the Bengals in general, that Steelers offense looks terrible. Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible. So there's going to be no scenario in here in which they're out of this game or getting blown apart, I don't think. So they're going to be in it. They're going to have to throw it to move it. Jamar Chase having that big play capability, and I'll add this in. I'm pretty sure he's going to be contrarian play because I don't think too many people are going to be looking to target Bengal players against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Yeah, um, which I think is kind of naive because you're expected to be in that Steelers defense week one, and it's not. It's really extremely banged up right now. They're not going to have Bush. They're not going to have Watt. The questions that we talked about, we're not really sure what they're going to do with Hayden. So they're really banged up right now. They're not the same defense you kind of expect from Pittsburgh in general. And even if so, they're good. You still saw Chase have a nice game versus Chicago, who would basically dominate defensively versus that team. As you talked about, the Bengals are going to throw the ball regardless, and they're going to have more volume consolidation as a result, too. You saw both Higgins and Chase have decent games last week for Chicago versus a defense that dominated them. So I think, for me, they had a nice floor and definitely a nice ceiling. Yeah, no no, no TJ Watt this week either. Exactly. <clears throat> um. My other receiver is kind of my sleeper receiver for the week, and also just so I had some extra money to kind of spend. But I went with Quentin Cephas versus the Ravens. Um, I'm not the guy who necessarily believes the Ravens' defense is as bad as it's shown so far, but on paper it is pretty bad. And definitely going to have, some, in my opinion, some garbage time points available for Cephas. He's clearly Jared Goff's favorite target outside of Hawkinson, who I think the Ravens are going to try to take away. Um, and I think that's you're going to have Chase – Sivas having a lot of one-on-one coverage, a guy who plays in the slot, a guy who plays in the outside, kind of matches up. And like I said, he's averaged about seven targets a game right now for a team that has thrown the ball and had a good pace. Ravens also have to play a good pace, so you're going to see a lot of volume on both sides. And I'm excited for him to be $3,900. It's kind of my sleeper pick for this week. You're getting some good value there, too. Uh, look, and here's the other thing too. Let's go back to that, that tidbit for, you know, if you guys are just playing DFS for the first time or, or new to it, 
$3,900, that means two times and a half. So you are looking for essentially uh, 12 points. You should get 12 points. So that's why I think you're going to be set up pretty solidly there. Uh, just a quick update. Kenny and Drake finished 26 last week in PPR. Yes, I, I think I have I top 25, but I got 26. I got you. Um, yeah, I said 15. My bad. I apologize for that. No, you're fine. Um, anyway, so Gronk is my tight end. Um, talk about consolidation of targets. There's going to be no Antonio Brown this week. Um, I think one of the ways you can continue to attack the Rams is the tight end position. And I can't have I can't really argue against playing a guy who's averaging 25 points a game right now at DFS, has scored multiple touchdowns in back-to-back games, and could continue to get the targets because Antonio Brown will not be playing this week, like I said. So for me, I'm with $5,500 with Gronk, one of the better tight end plays. You know, he's outproducing the top tier guys where Darren Waller costs almost fifteen hundred or $1,200 more. Um, Kelsey's almost, I think, close to like 7000 something too. So there's guys who you might be have bigger names or more you know, guys who might count on, but they cost a lot more money for me. I'm going with the guy who's scoring the most points right now and should be able to continue to target this week. Kelsey's actually up at 8,000. Uh, yeah, look, it's you get caught in a situation where Kelsey is such a model of consistency and he always just, he always finds a way to finish his tight end one that you find yourself wanting to pay up there because if you don't go with him, then you're going with the Jekyll and Hyde situation, you know, theoretically. But Gronk has been so consistent. Again, with Antonio Brown out, like you said, the target share gets consolidated again. And red zone-wise, to me, it's predominantly going to be, not that Godwin doesn't get involved, but predominantly going to be Gronk and or Evans in that. So getting at $5,500 is a nice little value there. I had my lineup at one point. I switched him out. I must have switched my lineup like three or four times today. So I had a lot of guys kind of in flux there, but another guy who was on my radar for sure. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, so then my other flex position, I went with Rondell Moore. Um, I love the matchup versus Jacksonville. I love the price of $5,000 for a guy who's averaging 19 DF, so DFS points. I am concerned about a little bit about you know, the playing time. He hasn't really played majority of the snaps yet. Still kind of a guy battling for his role in his offense. But you recognize that once he's out there, he does get targeted. He does get touches. And versus Jacksonville, who's been just absolutely horrible at slot position and in general defensively against passing game. I'm excited for his opportunity. Um, I think he's going to have a chance to have a big game. I think he'll get a decent amount of volume because they're going to try to take away you know, Hopkins. They're going to try to take away and pay attention to people like Kirk. So that leaves Rondell more kind of one-on-one versus slot corners, and I think he can have a huge game as a result and might even get you a rushing you know, opportunity here or there as well. Yeah, Rondell, Rondell Moore is very tantalizing this week. I mean, not he's not in my MD's DFS official lineup, but I do have him in another DFS lineup myself. Keep in mind, DeAndre Hawkins is a game-time decision. If he can't go, it's going to be A.J. Green and Christian Kirk on the outside with Rondell Moore playing the slot for the entire game in an up-tempo pace game against a crappy defense with just a good enough offense to keep Arizona wanting to push the pedal to the metal. It's the perfect type of scenario to attack this from a DFS standpoint. So Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk is also somebody who's not going to be on my official lineup today, but also another DFS lineup of mine. Somebody I have my got my eyes on for the price tag that they have, especially if DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss with a rib injury, which... Being a game time decision and being you're playing against Jacksonville, I would not be surprised if they decide, you know what, we don't need you to win this game. Go get rested and Hopkins misses. That's going to open up everything for guys like Kirk and Rondell Moore for DFS tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I mean, that'd be gigantic for them. But I also think, like I said, the matchups is, is really tantalizing in general because it's, this that Jacksonville defense has really struggled versus slot receivers and their slot corners are, you know, basically PFF's worst rated corners out there. Um, so he's a guy you can target all day, every day. I think that we clearly see that he's Kyle Murray, one of Kyle Murray's favorite targets right now because he's second on the team in targets. So I, I think it's hopefully continues. I'm kind of sticking with that theme. Talked about Jacksonville's offense, kind of keeping up with them. I'm not as concerned about Jacksonville's offense. So I'm going to Cards defense for three thousand dollars. I like the upside. They have one of the you know one of the few teams. They got a pass rush. Yeah, they got a pass rush versus the offensive line who's really struggles. 
They have guys who can create some turnovers with Buda Baker and Murphy. They have guys who can kind of get, like I said, you're talking about the pass rush, but they also can just disrupt plays in general. And I think that we've seen this this offense really struggle with putting people in Trevor Lawrence's face. They haven't really identified who they are as offense. And one way to think you can attack Arizona is run the ball, which Jacksonville doesn't seem to want to do. So all those different things seem to add up really well for them. And I think that Arizona has a chance to not only get some big plays on, you know, pass rush wise, I also think they can get a couple picks here or there because Trevor Lawrence has shown he's more than willing to turn the ball over sometimes. So I think there's something well, you can attack. He's just well. out there trying to make plays happen right now. And, and, and as a result of that, you're pushing things that shouldn't be pushed. Yeah, that's a nice little sleeper play, especially at $3,000 too. Definitely like that lineup. Will be interesting to see. I do have a cheap running back of my own that we'll get to. I think it might be similar to your Kenyon Drake. But first and foremost, uh, actually, first and foremost, I got to make sure we get a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into my DraftKings lineup card. Stay tuned here in the MD's Fantasy Football Show. More to come. And don't forget, we got Chaz Flory. We're going to have your lock bets of the week coming up real soon. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. The NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at MyBookie. With over $500,000 in contest prize money, winning season makes the big games better and the victories even sweeter. Head to MyBookie.ag and choose from a variety of boost contests and promotions up for grabs, highlighted by the crown jewel of winning season, the famed MyBookie Super Contest. And it only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. If you missed out on week one, don't even sweat it because entries are still open, and all it takes is one solid week to get you back in the mix. Don't just take my word for it. Join now and start your winning season with MyBookie today. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at MyBookie.ag and use promo code MDFANTASY to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using promo code MDFANTASY. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the MD's Fantasy Football Show on our Saturday night edition of the MD's DFS Contest and Lock Bets of the Week. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhower. We just wrapped up Chris's DraftKings lineup card. Now it's time to get into mine. You guys can compare who's you like better and compare how do you want to set your lineups when you play against us in the free MD's DFS Contest, which the... Link four is in the comments when you're watching this on social media at Billy Up MDFF Show or on the MD's Fantasy Football Show YouTube channel, which you should be subscribing to. Now, we got about 10 minutes or so before Chaz gets in here, so let's fire away. First of all, I decided I wanted to challenge myself this week. Usually, I try to find value at each and every position, have a nice you know, floor to ceiling ratio. I want to try to at least get myself in the money, even in tournaments with the possibility of going off this week. I said, you know what? Let's get crazy. Let's make things interesting. And I decided I'm paying top dollar for the top combo of the week. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill into my lineups at $8,200 and $8,400. I do not believe for one second that the Chargers Dallas letdown from last week is going to carry over against Kansas City this week. I think this will be a high over under. In fact, I'll take the over and we'll talk about that in the next half of the show. But I believe this will be over 55 points. I believe Mahomes and Tyreek Hill will get back on track after a disappointing week two, making him a little bit more of a contrarian play, I think, in my eyes. But I'm big on the combo between these two this week. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely is one of the possible contrarian plays in the senses because people kind of saw Hill taken out last week and the game plan built around him. So you're really curious to see what will the Chargers do and how they, the Chiefs will kind of attack a similar approach if they were to you know do the same thing. Um, but I love the combo. You know, this game, I agree with you, should be a high-scoring game. Neither defense is anything to write home about. There's no Bosa on for the Chargers side, so the pass rush is even weaker than it has been. So I think there's something you can definitely get big plays down the field. Patrick Mahomes can, you know, is basically as safe as you can get and always has that great ceiling. And Tyreek Hill is one of the better receivers out there. So I think, yeah, it's a good, good combo. Well, and then as we talked about, I got Austin Eckler in my lineup at $7,200 too. So we got to start paying down places, right? Well, you know what? I'm paying down Cordell Patterson this week. $4,600 playing against the Giants. He's been the more efficient back, the more explosive back than Mike Davis. And I think this is a good chance that this game could be a sneaky shootout game between this Atlanta Falcons and New York Giant team. There's a possibility for that. I think that either way, it's going to lead to Cordell Patterson getting his. But I think he's just 
he looks like he's just a step away from breaking one over these past two weeks. It could happen this week. I like him in the passing game. Cordell Patterson at $4,600, one of my sleeper picks of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a guy definitely a lot of people are talking about adding on their waivers. You have seen him kind of have a split. Recently, the insider for Atlanta said there should be a 60-40 split basically moving forward. Um, Patterson, you're kind of hoping also continue to be involved in the red zone. He wasn't super efficient rushing the ball. He had seven carries for 11 yards last week. The two touchdowns really made his value there for you. Most people that had him in their, in their lineups or are looking to put him in their lineups. So you're hoping to get the touchdowns. The passing yards hopefully will also be part of it. Um, he's, he's continuing to get targeted. Davis is being out-targeting currently, but you will hope to see the kind of split occur. So Patterson has a decent floor and opportunity to have a big game like he said versus the Giants. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Mike Davis is that he catches the ball and then he falls down because he doesn't go anywhere with it. So that's why I think they were getting Patterson more and more involved as they move forward. I decided I'm going to take a shot on Darnell Mooney at $4,300. He was the most targeted receiver last week when Justin Fields came into the game. I'm going to give the opportunity in a contrarian spot here because I don't think a lot of people are going to look to play him against Cleveland in this matchup. I expect them to have to come back from behind. There's going to be a little more volume in the passing game than there would be. And now that Fields is out there, I trust that both Robinson and Mooney will actually get targeted the ball. And we know Mooney's just one play away. So at $4,300, I go with Darnell Mooney as my second wide receiver. I don't know if they updated his injury status. Now. I know he was he's questionable play. going into. He's definitely going to play. He's going to play. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a big play guy. You're hoping he actually gets to some of the big play opportunities. The Bears have yet to push the ball down the field. Um, Andy Dalton definitely wasn't. He had attempted to pass over 25 yards his entire season yet. So you're kind of expecting the fields. Hopefully, will do so versus that Brown secondary. Um, I think it's kind of a, a more of a Brave call in some sense. He does have some. Well, we're talking tournaments here, so yeah, you got to take some yeah. chances. <clears throat> he does have a decent floor so far because he has been more targeted than Allen Robinson, had more receptions than Allen Robinson. I don't know if I'll see that necessarily continue, but there's a good chance, better chance, I should say, with Fields of having a big play than he had with Andy Dalton. And I decided to take another home run hit, going KJ Osborne, who's my top end wide receiver four, low end wide receiver three range with upside, of course, this week. Tapping into that Seattle, Minnesota, what I expect to be a big shootout game. And we've seen it with with no Irv Smith, with the fact that that defense can't stop a nosebleed. There's been more volume in the past game in general for the Vikings than you would expect. Dalvin Cook, we're expecting him to play, but maybe he's a little bit banged up. Maybe he gets re-injured. They have to lean more on Kirk Cousins. Therefore, they lean more on the passing game. Therefore, there's more for everybody to eat. KJ Osborne always has that one big play, as we've seen over the past couple of weeks. $3,500 still. I was shocked that his price tag is still only $3,500. So I had to get Osborne in my lineup here. Yeah, he's been one of the better slot receivers this season so far. You're going to continue to see Adam Thielen and um, Jefferson draw the attention, and this guy have an opportunity to beat one-on-ones inside. It just seems to be a good security blanket, and I think that he's been somebody that the Vikings will have to rely on tomorrow, somewhat tomorrow because, like you said, it's going to be a high-scoring game. They talked a lot about this off this whole past week that they're going to continue to run a lot of three receiver sets out there. Is kind of here to stay because they really don't love their tight end situation. So there will be a lot of three receiver sets this whole, in this offense, and it's been nice to kind of see somebody step up in that role so far. So Osborne's a nice play. Got to go floor. You're kind of hoping to have more a little bit upside. Hopefully, get a touchdown here or there maybe. But that's going to be the kind of the key to see how he really does. But $3,500, basically, like you pointed out what the points you're trying to look for. This guy should bring you that value. Well, and the rich get richer as far as my Mahomes Tyree kill combo go. Officially, Chris Harris is also going to miss. So things looking even juicier against the Chargers defense this upcoming week. Uh, I got TJ Hawkins in my tight end position, $5,200. If you're looking for a tight end, I think it's the most happy medium between price and value. It's TJ Hawkins in my book because he's getting Travis Kelsey like target share. And he's been doing he's done really well with it the past couple of weeks the Baltimore Ravens while I don't buy into that they're this bad like kind of like you said they're this bad on defense however Waller and Kelsey still had really good games against them and you knew they were getting the ball so it does give you some confidence heading into this matchup knowing that Detroit Lions won don't have anybody else to throw to besides the running backs and TJ Hawkinson anyway he's been performing well with the volume he's been getting I like him a lot at $5,200 I think that's a steal and probably the last time you're going to see him this cheap, too. So I got TJ Hawkinson fired up in my tight end position, feeling really good about top four performance. Yeah, another guy I was talking about, you know, Cooper Cup's value. That guy is extremely valuable. He's been one of the top scorers at the tight end position and just in general in fantasy football right now. 
And I think that he's a guy that you you have a good matchup tantalizing on paper. Ravens are going to be out about four guys next tomorrow for the COVID issues. Um, so the defensive line won't be as nearly as stout as you kind of hoped it to be. So they should have a town for Jericho off to kind of be able to move the ball. I'm curious to see if the Ravens try to take it away. Why well, I think Waller was an obvious target, um, and the, it's kind of interesting to see what they, why, how their game plan was for him. I don't think it was as easy to take Kelsey away because they made such a conscious effort last week to take away Tyree Kill. So they were really a big focus. There's no receiver really to draw that kind of attention in Detroit. But it will be kind of a, you know, definitely a good value, like you said, for a guy who's basically been blowing up last first two weeks of the season. We move into the flex. At $6,000, I'm going back to my boy, Cortland Sutton. Thank you, Cortland Sutton, after your big return last week. He did it against Jacksonville. I don't know what the difference between Jacksonville and the Jets are right now on defense anyway. And so he gets to come back and do it again this week and get the target share consolidated with no Jerry Judy. Love Cortland Sutton at $6,000 with a great chance to finish within the top eight at the position this week all about him and my flex in a PPR league. Yeah, we saw the return of Quilton Sutton last week, which was exciting. Um, he definitely looks like the viewer's injury. Clearly the number one receiver without Judy there. And versus the Jets, like you talked about, what's really the difference? The difference is statistics-wise, it looks differently. But let's also not recognize the Jets are basically not haven't really been in any of these games because their offense has been so putrid. Teams right. don't necessarily have to throw the ball a lot to beat them. And when they did, they see they already able to attack them down the field. So you have a guy who's basically the number one target and the key target in the Denver passing game versus a defense that's not any good and a guy that you can definitely get definitely is red zone effective. So I think is also play great value. Last but not least, and I don't think I'm going to change this, by the way. I got the Tennessee Titans as my defense at $2,400. They're the cheapest sleeper defense available. That's why I went with them, the big thing. I know Car- the news came out actually right before we went on the show. Carson Wentz is going to play, or at least try to play, try to suit up. But I know what I look at this like, even if Carson Wentz is out there, this dude ain't going to be able to move. He's got two sprained ankles. So I expect, because of that offensive line has been so bad, Tennessee to be able to blitz, get some pass rush on him. And if he can't move behind that offensive line, I expect sacks, I expect turnovers, even with Wentz in the game. And who knows? I don't know if he can make it through the entire game on top of it. So $2,400, you want, you're going with a sleeper tournament with defense is the Tennessee Titans for me this week. Yeah, I think that the value maybe is there, hopefully. Um, I think it's kind of a tougher matchup. I do think Carson Wentz was going to be really vulnerable back in that back there behind with the, old, you know, the two ankle issues, not being able to be mobile. You do have kind of guys kind of get running in the shape. Eric Fisher did return last week. Um, you do have Nelson kind of get back into shape more and more as season progresses, but there is definitely some issues with the offensive line still with the Colts. I, I think you're looking for a big play. It's going to be interesting because I think the secondary in, jet, in Tennessee is very, very poor. Um, so it's going to really be dependent on the pass rush and can they get there because if they don't, they could be attacked. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. That's going to do it for our DraftKings lineup cards. Remember, hit the free DFS contest. It's in the link, link in, in the comments. It's free, completely free. You get a chance to win the September giveaway, which is a free championship football from championshipfootballs.com. And you will get a free week if you win the week. You will definitely get a free week of easy sports betting data from Mr. Chaz Flaherty, who we're going to get to you guys on the other side. We just have a quick word in from our sponsors. We got more for you coming here on the MD's DFS and Lock Bets of the Week episode on this Saturday night. So stay tuned right after this. You can get championship footballs at championshipfootballs.com. They offer a one 
100% money back guarantee on every single souvenir football that they sell. It's the coolest present that they'll open that day guaranteed. There's nothing worse than trying to find the right gift for somebody that already has everything. Whether that special present is for a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan or an Alabama Crimson Tide backer, maybe Gramps a lifelong Dallas Cowboys supporter, or your brother-in-law is in LSU Tiger territory. Know a member of the Baylor Alumni Association? Is there a better Father's Day gift for someone who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan? Send them the coolest present they'll open that day, guaranteed. Now, if your favorite pro team is the Buffalo Bills or those Minnesota Vikings, well, we're sorry about that. Also, if you're a New Mexico State Aggie or a Tulane Green Wave alum, not much they can do. After all, the name isn't nice effort. You had a pretty good season, footballs.com. The name is championshipfootballs.com. The coolest present they'll open that day, guaranteed. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation. Oh, look at Chaz got the little duck. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, go ahead, Chaz. What, what, what you got the duck out for? What do you think? <laughs> I wanted yeah. you to explain I mean, it. Yeah. Well, how many duck teams are in the NFL? <laughs> there's, du- there's duck teams everywhere in college. No, 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 but tonight, and uh, if you if you're hopping on right now and you're looking for a winner, you know what? Uh, Oregon should just toy with this team. So I'm going heavy first half. All right, there's a good, there's our live bet for the evening. Again, I, I picked this up at I picked this up. I think it was at a bowl game when Oregon was down here. Because remember, we used to have a stadium. <laughs> what an idiot the guys that run San Diego are, huh? But anyway, that's another story. Well, we got Mr. Chaz Flardy on with us. I'm Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. As always, we're going through the MD's DFS contest and our lock bets of the week as we get to explain the easy sports betting data, which, Chaz, as you know, Emily MCAT, she won again. She gets another free week of it. She said she did very well with the easy sports data in week one. It was very easy to understand. And guess what, guys? You don't have to win this contest again. All you have to do is go to bellyfantasysports.com, sign up, and just one low payment of $16.50, and you could be betting eight different ways on every single NFL game and the CFL. Did you just see that? An episode of Wake and Bake broke out at Chris's place. Yeah, right, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, that aired this morning, which was, it was a great show. Well, we're getting there. You know, it's only the third week, and then the guests are getting into rhythm. The video editor is getting into rhythm. And uh, the bottom line is they were 8-3 and three last week. Today, uh, the, there was only two plays today, but one of them was uh, Clemson's team total over, which turned out to be a loser. But it went in overtime, so it had a shot. I mean, with college football, that overtime is trippy. I mean, anything can happen. You could score 90 points. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that still start off at the 35-yard line. Everything counts. I I still feel like it should be like, you know, like hockey has the shootouts for ties, but they don't actually count it towards the total goals. I still feel like it should still be more like that because it's such a joke, the overtime they have to begin with, that actually counted as, you know, oh, yeah, this game was 56-52. Not really. Well, they have, they have changed. They have changed it, right, this year. But I remember – a Halloween game, like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, was like USC and Stanford, and I had no shot of winning this game, and I said to my wife, we're at a party for her work, so, uh, you know, when you're at your spouse's work party, it's a little different, you don't really know everybody, so you're kind of doing your thing, well, the game's on, I said, if these seven things happen, and you know how it is, because you, you get the ball again right after the second, so, so I needed, like, USC to score, then... Stanford to score, then USC to score, and then and, and they kicked it to and get to, and and it happened. Everything happened. All seven things happened, and it took like I don't know about forty minutes for for like it was really like five, four or five overtimes. But it was great because the only way you can win, given seven and a half in college football, is that team gets that two point conversion and wins by eight. No, yeah, one hundred percent. So, Chaz, we're going into week three. These sports betting data, you always have that done by Tuesday, Wednesday morning, wherever. What is it saying to you this week? What are some of the big things that are sticking out to you especially? I saw a lot of blue, which uh, we did. Uh, if you watch this morning, Mo, 
on his uh, something's got to give. He goes over the data. He likes overs on all three of the games we talked about. So I've got Indy team total over, Baltimore team total over. Um, who else team total over? I, I've got over in the Miami game. The guys, the Jonathan JMF Sports lives in Vegas. So, you know, it's his home team. So he's got a little bit of, uh, but he's been on him twice now with the money line. And I don't know how you jump off a bandwagon of a team that cashed for you two weeks in a row on the money line. But they like Miami this week, but I like the over there. So a lot of overs. I like over Cleveland, over uh, in Detroit, Baltimore. And I haven't gotten down. And that's the thing. As you know, I'm still live on a lot. Of, I had a very good day. I had a couple teams that cost me. A lot of money because they were the 14. But I had today a little Baylor, Arkansas, a money line parlay action. And so that worked out really well because they both won. I don't do a lot. You know, Dan, you guys have been talking to me for a while now. I don't do a You don't hear me say a lot of underdog plays. I just happen yeah. to have them. And I happen to bet them. And they both won. So that was really nice. There you go. That's always that's always awesome. Yeah, yeah that well, you guys, thing, you know, you Dan, you're always throwing out money line uh, on dogs. So you're you're not afraid to do it. I just don't do it that often. Well, it's you know, it's when you see the value. Well, I, I was gonna say one thing I, with them liking the Dolphins. I think that has that doesn't have anything to do with data, and I think Chris can back me up on this one. That has more to do with the mindset of the Raiders, where they play up to their opponent, but they also play down to their opponent. So even though Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback and two is out and it's the backup guy, and there's really no reason in the world the Dolphins should win this game at all, or there's no reason in the world the Raiders shouldn't be able to cover the spread, which last time I checked was minus four. It's because they always play down to their opponent, and Raiders fans know that. That's probably why they're saying they like the Dolphins there. I mean, Chris, you could back me up on this if you want. Yeah, there's certain teams out there that do really well, and there's other teams that seem to always play down to their competition. Raiders t- historically have always been kind of one of those teams that when they're expected to win big, they don't, and they always kind of keep it close. This team's not all overall like isn't a juggernaut team in general, so I think it's going to absolutely see opportunity for that to kind of, you know, people are concerned that they're, they don't want to bet on their own team and kind of look at the Dolphins as a result. And, and you're absolutely right. That, that really separates a, a great team from a, a decent team is you, you win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. Well, I, look, they knocked off the Ravens. They knocked off the Steelers. Both big surprises. I I actually am betting on the Raiders to cover because I, I don't believe that with Jacoby Brissett, the Dolphins can do enough offensively to actually get this thing done. But – I understand exactly where they're coming from on that, and it wouldn't surprise me, and the Dolphins wouldn't be a bad bet on the line because of that. So I, I kind of get where they're coming from, even though I think most people would be surprised by that right now. Uh, you can tell me your thoughts on some of the games that I had. One of my other lock bets of the week, Tennessee minus five. I was trying to pull it up to see if that line had changed at all while we were on the show. Actually, that, Ra- that Raiders-Miami Dolphins game, that's now down to minus three and a half, so he's even even more favorable uh, for the Raiders in my book with, with that line. But yeah, Tennessee minus five, even with Carson Wentz playing again, I just talked about how stationary he's going to be. I'm just not impressed by the Colts offense. And I do think while there's a lot of issues on the Tennessee defense, their offense found themselves last week. I expect that to continue. I expect Tennessee to cover. A lot of blue, a lot of blue. And if you remember last week, they had the overtrend going in, and blue is an overtrend, and there's a lot of blue, and they did it last week again. Remember, they were, and I think we talked about it, they were one of our segments where they were going into Seattle, Seattle was all unders, Tennessee was all overs, well, guess what, it was an over, and Tennessee won the game on the field. Well, the over-under right now, that's set at 47 and a half, what do you think about that, Chris? Uh, I think that sounds about fair, I think that... You're, you have two teams that are very familiar with each other. You have a Colts team that's absolutely desperate to win this game. I mean, it's good person's now only basically out there in theory, not really playing strongly because he has two ankles that I don't know how mobile he's going to be. But I think this game's going to be closer than people expect, especially the division game. So I think the 47 points isn't too bad. If I was going to bet anything, I'd probably bet the over on that. But I'd ra- that line actually did move to minus five and a half for Tennessee. That's not enough for me to come off of it. I'm still betting Tennessee on the on the line there, cover to cover. That Tennessee team, and if you've got them and they've got the ball in the lead, oh man, that's a good feeling because nobody could tackle Henry. He just he's just no. the, he's just incredible. 
I think it also keeps the score lower, though, because you have two teams that like to run the ball, so you could see a game that the clock's moving pretty quickly. But that's, a low, that's not a high total, right? Would you agree with that? You would no, not say I wouldn't say 47 and a half. No, I think 47 is a good point. Yeah, yeah, you said it fair. Yeah. Um, I would love – I want to get Chris's take on this because he, he loves crapping on the Jaguars when he gets the opportunity to do so. The Arizona Cardinals are minus eight and almost even money at minus eight. See, while I'm confident that I think Arizona is going to do well fantasy-wise, I also think Arizona is one of those teams that plays down to their competition as well, and I do have some concerns that the games will be a little closer than people expect it to be. I mean, talent-wise, on paper, they should be. What's your – you got any data on uh, this game there, Chaz? Yeah, uh, in, in nine straight matchups now, at on the road, Arizona has kept the team under. Arizona's defense doesn't get – you know, the little guy running around on the field gets – right, you see him. Every Sunday night, if you're watching the Boomers fastest three minutes, you see this little guy for Arizona, and sometimes they speed him up and make him run him back. Cause he'll do that. It'll be a, a, a seven-yard touchdown pass, but the guy will run 35 yards back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but the defense doesn't get a lot of credit, and, and their defense is, is pretty good. In their last uh, seven games, they, the other team has not scored 20 points uh, six of those seven times. You're not going to win a lot of games in the NFL scoring 20 points. No, not at all. And their offense has been looking very good. I just kind of wonder what happens to that line tomorrow. That This might be a game where I check on it in the morning. Check on it after you get the uh, update about DeAndre Hopkins. Because if he's not going to be out there, I suspect this line will come down in a more favorable way for Arizona. It might stay the same if he's actually going to be healthy. But that is something to watch. That That's a player that will affect this line, I believe. Uh, so maybe wait until the morning to pick it up. But otherwise, I do have some interest in Arizona. One game I feel like I should be betting on, but I find myself hesitating to do so, is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Even money for the Steelers at minus three. I feel like, in, in Pittsburgh, I feel like I should be betting on Pittsburgh. I feel like that's what I should be doing. But given everything going on with Ben and that defense being so banged up and the Bengals looking decent over the past couple of weeks, especially defensively, which has been a little bit more interesting to me, especially when you're going against a struggling offense, that's where I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if I can bet this game. I feel like I should, but I don't know if I am. Not me. However, I might, I might do something in the second half. What do we know about that? Really, we know a couple of the d- divisions, right? The the NFC East is terrible football. And we know the the AFC, I don't even know what they call it. I'm old enough that they've changed the names on whether it's the Central or whatever it is now. You know? But South, those yeah. teams always play close games. They really, really do. Um, but in the second half, there's some overtrends. But other other than that, I, I, I haven't seen enough from either of those teams for my money. There's Remember, you got... 14 games Sunday, right? There's a game Thursday. There's a game Monday. you got 14 games. You don't have to. If you don't like a game, don't fight it. But what you said, not only you check in the morning to see if the line moves. You mentioned that Arizona game. What happens if you thought a team's points were too high, and then the other team scores first? Boom! You got, you got your line that you wanted. Well, that's where the live betting comes in. Sports yeah, betting yeah. weekly comes in big time. What do you think about that game, Chris? Yeah, I think it's a pick em game myself, so I think the lines I think Vegas is on to something there because I think you have two teams that are very equally matched, um, especially with the with the Pittsburgh defense being as beat up as it is. Cincinnati's defense is playing better and better. No Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh's offense either. I think this game's gonna be definitely come down to the wire and things definitely be pick 'em, so I wouldn't bet on either team. Chaz, correct me if I'm wrong. But Kansas City hasn't been very good against the line as of late. <laughs> This game's minus seven. I think I'm going with the Chargers plus seven. I think I'm following your lead here. You know what? Again, I understand the concept. I was once at a roulette table. Now, I started with, that was, I'm old. Did I mention that already? You could bet $5. It's amazing. You go to a casino nowadays, it's $25 tables, you know? You gotta you you, you go on a, a, a bad little burn. You're down five bills. You've been there forty minutes, <laughs> but it, it was five hours. So I looked up and it had been black three times in a row. So I said, "Well, obviously the board likes black. I bet black." And I just let it ride and it, it hit like eleven in a row. I had like four hundred dollars. Finally, I cashed out. Now a couple of those were I got I started going with the numbers and I hit my numbers that were black too because I got some numbers that are black. 
So a guy walks up to us, about, I don't know, maybe nine in a row, ten in a row, and he says, I can't be black again. And every single time, guys, the amount of chips on red kept growing and growing. And every single time, this little lady took this hook. They got it like a hook. It's got a lot. It's like a, like a scratch, like when you scratch your back. And they took all the chips right off of the red because it can be black again. So that's the thing. You, you know what? When you and that's why I I, I never use the word lock because I use the word in my business in my world when I use the word lock I might as well just have lightning come down and strike me <laughs> <laughs> you know so so then that's kind of that's how it is. So you're saying charge plus seven? Plus seven. A good yeah, bet. the bottom line is is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to give money on to can't they win the game they win the game every time those one and nine they're like eight and two. But against the spread, they're one and nine. The Charger kid is a good. They got a good defense. I like both LA teams this week. Uh, that over under for that particular game is set at fifty four and a half. I am on the over. I I see this going into the sixties easily between these two teams. Uh, what about you, Chris? Yeah, that I agree with. If I was going to bet anything on this game, it would definitely be the over. I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. People kind of, you know, expect the Chargers not to score as many points because they didn't last for Chris Dallas. But there was a lot of circumstances, particularly the turnovers in the red zone, that really cost them a lot of points. So the, you haven't really seen the Chiefs, you know, stop anybody like we talked about for the fantasy pick purposes. I think this is going to be something you're going to have to have a shootout game, two offenses that are very high octane, and two defenses are questionable at best. So, I, yeah, I think this is going to be definitely in the 30s more than likely. I can see the 60 point that you talked about definitely being around the range is going to probably be in. Tell you what I do like as far as an underdog this week. This will be my underdog pick of the week. I like Chicago plus seven at almost even money. I don't think the Browns are going to blow away with this game, especially have, you know, no Jarvis Landry. We don't know how healthy OBJ really is. He's going to be back. He's going to be playing. But they might just try to say, hey, you know what? We're just going to grind this out, play with our defense. I think this could be a low-scoring game. I don't think they necessarily win by a touchdown this one. Justin Fields is definitely a better playmaker than Andy Dalton is. I'm going to take Chicago plus seven as my upset pick of the week. Charles from San Diego is our guest on Waking Bay because uh, Chris had a wedding. So Chris couldn't make it. But was it a good wedding or what? It was, it was one of the more interesting weddings I've ever been to. I definitely good think I you. appreciate it. You know what? You never know what a wedding. You know that. You never know what a wedding. You know what you're getting with a funeral, though. But weddings, you never know. They're a crapshoot. But, but uh, he likes Charles from San Diego come out, and he likes Chicago. And so I looked at that, and one of the things that jumped out at me is when they're on the road in the second half, Chicago's games are over 9 out of 10 on the road. So, so again, if a season has 8 road games and you're over 9 out of 10, that trend goes back all of this year and all of last year. That's, that's another thing where I, I may sit around. If, if I, I don't have a problem betting a unit or a half a unit or a third a unit, quarter unit, unit and a half, whatever, and then on halftime going in, double that, and, and even if that first play loses, I win. And there's an awful lot of blue in that Chicago-Cleveland. And Cleveland, I think the reason their games go over is because, uh, I mean, Chicago, the reason their games go over is because their defense, everybody talks about the defense. So the unders are just so low. Right. Well, this this over-under here is only at 44. Yeah. So and you know, I've said this before. If you find just the highest over in the NFL every week and the lowest under every week and you just bet those games, you're going to win about 66% of the time. That's a good little tip to keep with well, you guys. Well, it's because they can't go any higher or they won't get the action. They don't care who wins. Right. You know that. They care how yeah. much they win. Right. And it's the same thing with the under. You can only go so low. You can't get into the 20s. You see some in the 30s, but you can't get into the 20s, you know? And even that's very rare. Yeah. You yeah, see yeah. in the 30s because you're not yeah. going to bet that game. Here's a game that I'm not going to bet. This is my kick it back and just enjoy the game for the week. Uh, that's going to be the Rams and the Bucks. I can't trust the over-under of 55 because I can see this being a defensive struggle because you got two good defensive teams. I can't trust to play. It, it, it's, a, it's a minus one for Tampa Bay. So it's a pick em game, essentially. And I couldn't tell you who was going to win. These are two very evenly matched teams, and it's in Los Angeles. So that makes it tough. They are the underdog there. If you want to bet Los Angeles at even money to win outright, that's probably the best value that I see on the board as far as the lines go. But this is a game where maybe I'll look to do some live betting. We'll bring Chaz on for that. But otherwise, as far as the line's going into the game, not touching it. I'm just going to enjoy the game. Chris, what do you think? What's the over in that game you said? 55. I bet the over in that game. So you're going to be high. Yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay's defense was good. 
Um, I don't think it's good this year right now, particularly in the secondary. I think that you're going to see that you can stop the run, but you're going to see that – I think you're going to see where we play that Dallas Tampa Bay game in a lot of different ways, where I think it's going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game. You have two offenses that can attack each other. Rams defense hasn't been lights out. They've only had, I think, three – Three three and outs this entire season so far. Um, so this they've really been struggling, kind of stopping teams. Beyond the Rams, he's made big plays. Aaron Donald made some big plays, but they're not necessarily shutting anybody down. So I think this is an opportunity for both teams to move the ball up and down the field. I, if I'm going to bet anything, this game is going to be in the over. I'll add this. Pierre Paul's going to be out, too, so that takes away a lot from the Tampa Bay pass rush as well. I love watching Jared Goff. Well, not Jared. I mean, uh, uh, the guy from Detroit. Help me with the name. Matt Stafford. Stafford. Matt Stafford. I love it because I always felt so bad for him because he was so good. And a few years back when Megatron was – was Megatron was on his team, right? Yeah. That it was. They, my, my son had them both, and he was kicking butt fantasy because the, they were just so good. And and I just felt like, you know, he was stuck there. And, and it's just – I'm so excited about this game. This is the first game, and I mentioned this to somebody. This is the first game this year in the NFL that I'm looking forward to. I, I, I'm leaning the Rams. I could totally see the only way. That's an afternoon game, so the only way I'm, I'm betting that game is I'm up. I got to be up. If, however, I'll be up if the Ducks win tonight. So, <laughs> I got another 55 over under for you. I want to see. I want to see what Chris says about this one. Seattle, Minnesota. Now, as far as the line goes, it's minus two for Seattle on the road. Minnesota underdogs at home. But I'm more interested in that over-under at 55 because this, this game could be a pick in my mind anyway. What do you think? you think you get the 60? There's probably a good, really good shot. So this is this is a game I've been struggling with in general because I look at the two coaches. I think this is the most win for both games, both teams in a lot of different ways. And Pete Carroll and Mike Zimmer tend to get more conservative in those types of games. So I think on paper, it should be a high-scoring game, and I can see it being in the 60s, but similar to where you were scared with the Rams-Tampa Bay game, I'm a little worried this game's going to be more of an uglier game than people kind of expect it to be, and maybe offenses aren't as explosive and is more a lower-scoring game. I think it's going to be ridiculous low-scoring, but I can see it easily being in both teams scoring in the 20s. The easy sports data is showing the same exact stuff that it showed when Seattle hosted Tennessee, which is one team, Seattle, under uh, they went they went over in their last game under an eight of nine before that so that's a long straight it's we're talking eight eight of nine and so even that is eight of ten it is you know we're talking two two three months of football yeah. but Minnesota in, in their last eight at home over all of them last five overall so yeah that that is um that's a, another one where uh, you you watch if you know that two teams have these huge trends. You sit around and figure out which one is going to come in, but I believe that you should do that after the game starts because <laughs> then you have a plan, and that's, you know, we talk about live action. And live action is, not, on Saturday, not as much. On Sunday, I do more live action than I do with the college because there's just so many college games. I just, you know, they're all over. The, there's five, six games at a time. Well, I feel like there's so much easier to do with live action with the college games. It's hard. just got so much going on oh, at, so at that point yeah. all at the same time. Let's go to the Sunday night game. This is going to be my outright upset of the week. I got money on the money line for Green Bay at plus 145 to take down the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. I think the 49ers are too banged up on defense. Ultimately, it comes down to, and I, while the Packers weren't as sharp as you expect them to be against Detroit, at least not in the first half anyway, they got going eventually. I do think because their offense got going in the second half, it gives them the confidence moving forward to kind of get back on track. And San Francisco doesn't know what they are on offense right now. Outside of getting Debo, same the ball, they have no idea. They're going to be down to, I guess, the guy who was supposed to be their starting running back, who was the third string. Now he's going to have to be the starting running back because they got nobody else left. I think Green Bay actually knows who they are right now. I'm going Green Bay in this game. Uh, right, The line, if you want to bet on that, it's plus three. It's almost even money at plus three for Green Bay right now. But I'm taking the money line at plus 145 because I believe they win this game. I got him. There, Chris? That Green Bay defense might not matter what kind of identity that the 49ers have offensively because it's bad. And I got to see Aaron Rodgers do it for a second week because there was a lot of things that still concern me in that Detroit game. So, uh, this is yeah, this is a tough game for me because I just look at this team. It's very evenly matched in a lot of different ways. 
And I think that you have a team that can run the ball really well for the 49ers versus defense that can't stop the run and has been susceptible to big plays, which the 49ers have kind of lived off of so far. And then you have a Green Bay team where if if Adams isn't hitting or you know, Aaron Jones isn't running well, will they be actually be effective offensively? So I, I, I got, I'm really curious. That's a hard one for me. I can't think I like either one team. I'll put it out this way. I'm a 49ers fan. And I am very confident I'm going to win money by betting on Green Bay. <laughs> Here's another big stat. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Again, nine out of ten. Uh, think about it. So I said to, to, to Mo on the Mo radio show, I said, if you come home and tell your family you won nine out of ten at the sports book, they're going to ask you to buy them stuff, right? And he, and he comes back with, oh, to my family, I just lose all the time. I never tell them I win. <laughs> but nine out of ten times... When San Francisco is playing at home, they've given up 23 or more points. And that's getting to where, that's a lot of points. And, and 23 or more, what that means is the lowest amount. So if remember, we talked about it. And I, have a, I know I had a little attitude. I probably should apologize. I would never, ever, ever dream of waking up one day and being a preschool teacher. But I realize how important they are because I had two Two boys, and they were they were boys. Boys are boys, and and we had some great great teachers. And we went to kinder care. Kinder care was our kinder was our was our preschool. They did a wonderful job with my kids. My kids are both great great adults, and I'm very happy about them. But the bottom line is, it's colors and it's letters and it's numbers. You don't even have to be able to do the math. But the greater than or equal to is math, and what it means is the lowest they've ever given up in those 9 out of 10 is 23. So they've given up more than that as well. But I agree with, with Chris. It's like Aaron Rodgers is snooty this year after winning the MVP. <laughs> and then remember, he was mad all year, right, at his team last year for drafting a quarterback who never played it down, even though they could have won a, a, a Super Bowl if they'd given him another piece. It's possible. All they had, if they beat Tampa, they were winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And and now this year he was snooty all offseason. He's got, I don't know, he's like, he's got an attitude. I don't know what it is. But if he shows up, you know what? They're going to score 23 points. Well, I'll tell you what he doesn't have right now is protection because they also yeah. lost Jenkins, who has been like their third tackle they've tried out there so far. And he was the best guard they had. But he's also going to be injured. So that offense line has been questionable right now. And I think it gets even more questionable going into this week. I want to end the game. I want to end this show on the Monday night game. I'm all over Dallas minus three and a half. I'm surprised this is close. I know the Eagles have played better than expected, but I believe Dallas is a superior team heading into this matchup at home and almost even money minus 105. So I'm all on Dallas on the line in this game. I'm staying away from the over-under because I can see this going a couple of different ways, but I'm all about Dallas covering this week. I projected that score at 20 to 17. So, yeah, that's a game that's that's right on the cusp of the over under. Uh, uh, no, I like the other. I like the other. Because because I have a 2017 as the final that I projected using these easy sports data. Now, I had the game Monday night being a, um, a 13 point uh, game, and it was a 15 point game. So, that worked out for me. So, yeah, so uh, again. Three and a half in that division. That's the division that we talked about earlier when I said, you know, they stink. And they, and, uh, and the winner of that is seven and nine every year. So that might be a Monday night game where, where I, uh, I sit and watch it. And I root for whoever Dan has. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Chris? Yeah, I think I'm both jazz on this one. I mean, I, I look at both teams. Um, I think the, one of the things that Dallas has going, I mean, the Eagles have going for them is that they can attack Dallas's defense with the mobile quarterback. I think they've been susceptible to that in the past. You're kind of curious to see will they be able to contain the big play because they haven't really done a great job of that this year. Got a lot of turnovers, but the Eagles haven't really turned the ball over too often. So they've kind of lived and died off the turnover. And you can attack the running game with the Eagles. And then on the flip side, you know, the defense has played kind of over its head. They, do, they don't have Graham this week. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. And over the rest of the year, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have a secondary that's been really kind of off, but plays nothing of a big play. So I think there's going to be a lot of digging and dunking in this game, and I think it'll be a lower scoring game that kind of Chaz is kind of projecting. So I think it could be kind of a pick in a lot of ways because I think either or can pull it out during the fourth quarter. Dallas minus three and a half, guys. Lock better of the week. I hope you're right. Go for you. 
Hey, that's going to do it for the show today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys win some money. Remember, the sign-ups for the free DFS contest go all the way up until kickoff tomorrow. So all you got to do is hit on the link. We'll post that again tomorrow morning at some point on social media. You follow us at Show. Remember, we'll also be live from 12 to 1 on the Unhinged Sports Radio Network at unhingedsn.airtime.pro. We got some new things coming up at the MD Saints football show, but this week will remain the same for the most part until we get to Thursday. But I'll let you guys all know about that in the waiver wire report. Chris, we'll be talking to you soon. Chaz, where can they find you at? Uh, again, you know, if you go to Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Fantasy Sports.com and go to the uh, Easy Sports Data page, that's, you don't need me. You really don't. You don't need to find me. Don't listen to my shows. I'm on every day. Don't listen to me. Don't watch me. Go to BellyUpFantasySports.com. Go to the Easy Sports Data, and then thank us later. Absolutely. Guys, take it easy. And Chaz, you like to say. Always be cashing. Always be cashing. See you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.